Okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna figure out an intro to this if we keep doing this, but for today. Big news was the Spider-Man not being part of the MCU. And can I just say that out of the woodwork, everyone now apparently has their masters in business. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone apparently should be a host on Shark Tank because they know how to negotiate. I, I Here's my take on it. Uh, and I, I actually haven't got to talk to you like all day, so I have no idea where you land on this. I know that that's kind of cool. It's kind of cool that I we have been in the same building all afternoon, but I've been doing other stuff, and I just haven't had a chance to talk to you about it. I think swiping my card to get out of here. I think swiping your card with the spawn of Satan. Oh yeah, the that's the terrible parking attendant. <laughs> who this is my man right she here. She didn't even look is, up. Hey, that's my man uh, right yeah, there. Yeah, that guy's awesome. That we've been guy doing awesome. we've been doing a head nod with each other for like three years. Neither of us speak to each other. It's like Alfred at the end of The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. It's like yeah. It's just, yeah. Anyways, but he just head nodded me in your car, and he head nodded me, but also gave me the look of confusion. Like, hey, you usually drive your own crap box. Well, he's probably like. Blink twice if you're in trouble. Uh, <laughs> all right, so Spider-Man. People are tuning out now. Uh, Spider-Man. Here's here's where I land on this. Purely, like, t- you gotta take emotions out of this because Lon uh, was tweeting. He was like, they don't care about. <laughs> your feelings of the movie. If you think that they were going to sit back and this news is going to come out and they didn't expect you to like hate tweet at them, like you're crazy. They knew this was coming. This is a business. It's show business. This is Sony is a business. And for the most part, the only thing that's keeping Sony afloat as a studio and not having to break up and sell it off into a million pieces is Spider-Man money. So if you're in a partnership with someone and they say, all right, you know, we'll get 5% of the movie, but we'll take all the merch. You fund the movie, you make the movie. And now they're saying, yeah, you know that character that technically you have the the intellectual property for? Uh, we're going to put him in more stuff, and we're actually going to need 50%. Mm. If I'm the head of the studio, granted, the head of Sony has made some bonehead moves. I'm looking at you, Men in Black International. Like... <laughs> But if I if if I'm the head of Sony, I have shareholders that I am responsible for. So if Spider-Man makes a billion dollars mm. and I have to tell my shareholders, sorry, 500 million of that goes to someone else. They're not going to be happy. Do you think they care about Tom Holland's Peter Parker being in the MCU? I would venture to guess a lot of people that have shares in Sony have never watched a Spider-Man thing. It's probably like people like my dad who are day traders and don't really care. They just want their return on investment. So I think Sony is well within their rights to negotiate. And do I think that they should cease uh, negotiating because Marvel threw or Disney threw out a ridiculous number. No, but I'm also not in the room. <laughs> like how how have we as people decided that the negotiations were over? This is kind of where I land. Is that I I'm just so tired. I'm so tired of the stand culture. It's like no, I want my Peter Parker. I want my Spider Man. I'm like 
you are eight years old. This has nothing to do with what you want, with what you feel. This is a business decision. And by the way, you were the same person that said Disney has too much power, but I guess you only care when it's something that you actually want. I agree with that screed. <laughs> and that was <laughs> Car Ride with Ed. Glad we broke that down. <laughs> Dude, I mean, number one, I really agree with that screed. And number two, this is my thing. I think I, I have maybe, I don't think I have a nuanced take. But here, here's my overall take. Let's say this makes it to where white spider-man is in sony i mean rather what yeah white spider-man is in sony okay and then miles is in the mcu because technically he's not part of it or some loophole crap right that'd be fine or if sony decides hey man i don't care if you have the perfect physical spider-man because we just made the best spider-man thing ever with animation right and we're not behold uh, you know these people can do the voices until they're old and gray, basically. So, so what? I'll, I'll do a billion Spider-Man movies with different Spider-Man. I'll do one with just Nick Cage Spider-Man. I'll, I'll get crazy. I'll get nuts. You know what I mean? I think that's what Sony is basically saying right now. And that's a real tool in, in, in um, negotiation, right? If you're negotiating with somebody, you can't come in and talk about, I'm unwilling to get nuts. And as soon as it gets nuts, I'll capitulate and fold to your demands. That's not how you get anything in negotiations. Yeah, it's just ridiculous to me. Like, and also, and here's the thing. They are, I have no doubt that they're negotiating. I also have no doubt that these negotiations, no matter what anyone says, aren't over. I think we could take a lesson from the James Gunn Guardians of the Galaxy 3 situation where it was, James Gunn's out. It's never going to happen. Never, ever, ever. Then they had a meeting two months later. Nope, sorry, the meeting was just to tell you never, 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 never. And then randomly it's like, oh yeah, uh, by the way, James Gunn's back. We decided this six months ago. No, I I think that's exactly the point. I think people are missing the point that if I'm Sony, I don't care how many meetings, uh, I don't care how many meetings Kevin Feige Feige set in on. Mm -hmm. For They said in the updated press release that... Kevin Feige has uh, uh, contributed to Spider-Man films that he did not get a producer credit on. Sure. And that all they're trying to do is kind of divest themselves from Kevin Feige having to be having a producer credit on stuff going forward. So that they're not negating what he did in the past, but they're not. But they're. I don't think they're very comfortable with the so, things that Sony ninety-five percent, you know, finances having Kevin Feige get all the credit for. That would chat my ass. If I'm Sony, I would chat my Japanese ass. <laughs> like, I'm not giving this Guaylo a bunch of damn credit for all the stuff that me and my shareholders and my smart Pascals and stuff did. Right. No. You know? I mean, it definitely is. It's kind of a lose-lose situation all around. Here's what I will say. I don't know... None of us do. Really, none of us that are actually doing podcasts, that are tweeting about it, have any clue what's actually happening. Because the people that know what are happening are too busy to talk about it, like, publicly. Right. That being said, I don't know what the uh, what the strategy is for any of these studios, but I don't know if Sony is helping themselves in negotiations because, you know, they had to know public 
backlash would happen because, like I said, we live in a stand culture. But it's like that just gives Disney more bargaining power, like, in my eyes. You know, you say, like, hey, people don't, they want, uh, you know, MCU Spider-Man, so you can try to do your own thing, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe we're all just overthinking it. This could just be, like, one person, one source leaked something. Also, wait a minute, who's, who, okay, if the rights are in flux in this manner, mm-hmm. and the lawyer who represents Tom Holland didn't get a pay, get a, a pay or play, what's that, that, that pay or pay, play pay deal? Pay or play, yeah. Right. If he didn't get a pay or play deal, that's insane. I don't care right. how young he was or what Billy Elliot crap he did before. I, you'd have to get that because... He just wants to dance. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I love Billy Elliot, frankly. but under- I would never in a million years <laughs> peg you for... I love Billy Elliot, dude. That is- I think I might have seen Billy Elliot in a theater. <laughs> that is a hundred percent. You could you could list out a million movies that you've seen in love, and that would never cross my mind. But anyways, <laughs> so uh, what I'm what I'm saying is, I would tend to think that if they, I just think they want to establish that, like, look. You're not the boss of me. <laughs> you're right. not. You're not the person who gets all the credit for. Like the Lakers did it. I know it's going to appeal to two people, but the Lakers did it with this with uh, Jerry West. Jerry West was what a part of the 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 the, the management slash uh, general manager team who put together all those teams since like after the Magic Johnson era, all the Kobe Shacks, all, all that whole era sure. of Lakers right. ball that everybody knows about as truly excellent. Jerry West got mad credit for doing that, as did Phil Jackson and all the different people. So basically, when it came time for them to rebuild their team, they could have re-signed Jerry West again, but they didn't feel the people who were involved didn't feel like Jerry West getting all the credit anymore. So they didn't hire him. So now he works for the freaking Clippers, and the Clippers are better than the Lakers now. For right. No, and, and it's like, uh, oh, for no reason. No, no, I know the reason. It's called Jerry West. Jerry West is the reason. And so I think it's Sony's unwillingness to see Kevin Feige as Jerry West. They they cannot go because they because to their credit they did make what what's what's 700 million times 2 a billion and uh, and like some 1.4 yeah. 1.4 billion, right? So they made 1.4 billion dollars with Kevin Feige showing up occasionally with a stupid hat on going, "Hey, do do this." You know what I mean? So like no, they don't want uh, Disney and or Feige to get all this credit for stuff that they perceived that they did. And and I, I think it's funny how, like, yeah, we think our film criticism uh, crap means anything to boardroom people. Means right. anything to the, oh, they're gonna make a dumb movie. These fools will make three more Fantastic Four <laughs> movies. Okay? Don't test crazy people. This is do- and, and I know that Fox, uh, I know Fox had Fantastic Four, so that can't happen. But let's say they were still divested. I guarantee you in five years they would have made another damn Fantastic Four movie because it's my property. I do what I want. It's just like, look at how many versions of Robin Hood we got in a five-year span. Like, everyone's like, no, 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 I got this. (laughs) This is what they want. It's like, no, we just, we don't want Robin Hood. Stop it. No, no, check it out, check it out. This time he does parkour. (laughs) This time... Jamie Foxx is in it. Yeah. yeah. Parkour, uh, Jamie Foxx. But yeah, I, I people are like, oh, it's so cynical. It's so cynical. But it's like, 
I'm sorry that we don't live in like we live in a capitalist society. But well, th- that's you so know? cynical crap. Like I think today we called something a cash grab, and I made very sure to go. Things that come out in the movie theater are cash grabs. Uh, yeah, the, the bicycle thief was a freaking cash grab. <laughs> okay, if whatever you think is so unassailable and so good, Daughters of the Dust was a cash grab. You know why? Because it came out in the freaking movie theater. It had posters. It people took, uh, you know, all kind of Annie Leibovitz ass pictures. They did they did things in EW magazine to hype it. Anything you've ever seen on a screen bigger than your television, and most of the things you've seen on your television, right, are cash grabs, dummy. So don't call nothing no cash grab like it's a pejorative. Hell, I wish some. I wish this damn car would fill up with cash and I could grab some. That's when people are like, Ugh, such a sellout. I'm like, I would sell out. Uh, I would sell my soul to the devil to sell out to someone. <laughs> 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 Unless you're like Radiohead and you're like, I don't know, pay whatever you want for a new album. But and, but, everyone's but see, trying to make. And see, well, but why can they do that? Because they already made so much damn money. <laughs> Radiohead can afford to give their album away for free because they made almost a billion dollars on white angst in the 90s. That's why they can have this largesse and just give stuff. You know what I'm saying? That that unknowable uh, uh, horror of being a white male teenager. They were just like, yep, this is it. And In then powder like, form. Sniff it up your nose. And then once money. the 2000s came, they're like, oh, no one really is into this anymore. They're like, wait a minute. We can start licensing our songs to trailers. And now at oh. least eight trailers a year mm-hmm. have a Radiohead song. And every yep. time people are like, ooh, I think that one's going to be. Good. Mm, I'm looking at you, Wrinkle in Time, <laughs> trying to get me with a, or not Wrinkle in Time. What was it? It was um, it? oh, it's that stupid one coming out, uh, Artemis Fowl. I was like, what? ooh, this looks interesting. And then I was like, oh, it's because there's a radio. Dude, song Watchmen it. got me because I think they did like they a did slow, Smashing Pumpkins, slow ass yeah. Smashing Pumpkins song. So that was, uh, so that was the beginning. Is the end? Is the beginning? Is the fast version of that song, and that's on the Batman and Robin soundtrack. It's that actually is the end credits to Batman and Robin. That's there's a slow version of it called the beginning is or no the end is the beginning is the end, uh, and that's the one that they used for Watchmen. So it's just like they recorded two versions, a fast one and a slow one, and they put the fast one on Batman and Robin. <laughs> nice. I can't wait. To, I can't wait to hear the the metal version of Kiss from a Rose. Oh, it exists. It exists. I think I have it. Are in my iTunes oh my God. already. I'll play it for you dude, at dude, some point. I'm telling you, my ability to predict the past is unparalleled. <laughs> right? Unparalleled. <laughs> I come up with great ideas that have already been made. <laughs> you are like Michael Scott sometimes. You're like, I thought of a unicorn. <laughs> I invented it in my head, and then I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I just, I'm not cognizant of every ridiculous pitch that's ever been greenlit in of all time. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'm I riffing out it. something and it's like a real thing and I'm like, no! Like, you shouldn't have listened to the person who pitched you this. I just did this as a weird riff. You're gonna you're gonna crap your pants when you hear that kiss from a rose, by the way. Oh, dude. It's like <laughs> the yeah. it's like the death metal screaming of the of the chorus. Baby! I was like, whoa. <laughs> Everyone, just take a knee. On a grave! It's <laughs> on a fucking... It's on a grave! <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. Okay. So, the bottom line is, I think, number one, people are too... I mean, there was another conversation with within, uh, you know, my community. 
right. about about the Jay Z thing. I'm not going to go into it or what my position is, but to listen to people who have no idea what they would ever do with a billion dollars or responsibility for a billion dollars, no idea, no clue, thinking they have a clue about it and going right. like, oh, you see, if I was a billionaire rapper, I wouldn't get with the NFL because they're evil. Like, let me tell you who's evil. Anyone with a billion dollars. And I'm talking about anyone. You know who's a not bad billionaire, really? J.K. Rowling. You know why? She she got herself off the Forbes super rich list by giving away too much money. Unless you are that, and arguably Bill Gates, you're bad. I think Harry Potter fans hate her, though, because she keeps coming up with weird things like, did you know that wizards used to poop themselves because there were no toilets? And fans are like, we didn't need to know this. Yeah. Stop, stop adding to your lore. Stop George well, Lucas I mean, this. She definitely <laughs> has what I call lore guerrilla. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because she's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Did you know that Dumbledore was gay? Yeah, they used to have magic uh, 70s key parties. They magic their keys into a bowl and bang each other. Sometimes it was gay, sometimes it was straight. Everybody's non-binary in the, in, in the wizarding world. Also, they've spirited away their poops. Yep, no plumbing in the wizarding world. <laughs> also, the Wizard Olympics. They used to pole vault on their, on, their, on, their, uh, on their wands. You like that? That's stupid? Okay, it's not canon. I, I really don't. <laughs> that's what's nope, going to happen Too later. far? Not canon. <laughs> that, that, that's what's going to happen later. When, when she goes, like, she's an old lady, like, signing those super giant checks. <laughs> she's going to be like, also, I don't know about the pooping thing. I, I did a lot of coke in the in the aughts. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't know why she sounds like a oh, she has gone from waitress. a character from two two seven all the way back around to like an old Jewish grandmother who smoked for fifty Dude, years. Okay, number one, those are the two impressions I can do, and number two. You gotta do a weird impression. Like the one thing I I, I lament about the the first uh, carpool episode we did was I attempted an Arnold Schwarzenegger accent, and I apologize because me doing Schwarzenegger as a guy who's like, "Hey man, I'm pumping all this damn iron." The hell y'all doing? Is infinitely funnier. <laughs> it's infinitely funnier than trying to do some whack Arnold. You know what I'm saying? I'm not Dan Merle. Dan Merle can do good, you know, impressions. Like Daniel Day-Lewis of Screen Junkies. <laughs> um, but on, the other thing, too, is, like, just, I don't know. I'm so, so disheartening, like, the reaction by people of this news. Because, first of all, it's like, okay, I don't think this is news so much as it's like, you know, you can't... It's like when you... When, uh, any sort of like, oh my god, they had to do reshoots. Oh my god, this person said that there was a creative difference. It's like anytime you make a movie, anytime you do a project, there's gonna be negotiations that break down. There's mm-hmm. gonna be creative impasses. Like it's part of the process, and now people just associate it with trouble, you know? Right. And, right. But assuming all, like, let's just assume this is a hundred percent true that it's done, it's over, it's never gonna be revisited again. It's like I get it. You can be bummed. Oh, I really liked the Tom Holland Spider-Man. It's kind of a bummer. It's over. But people are just like, like, 
I hope you die, Sony. You should have been sold off. I can't wait to watch your blood trickle out of the corpse of your company. Just like, <laughs> like I get, I get being disappointed, but I guess I just don't get. I, I don't like, and I don't get the stand culture. I truly don't. Well, I mean, and, and as far as like we had a conversation about selling out. Look, man, the Mouse Gang is full. Right. I don't know if anybody else can join the Mouse Gang. I'm joining the Sony gang, officially. <laughs> I am down with the Sony gang. Sony gets in any more problems, I am down with Sony gang. Yes, that means I'm down with Venom and ostensibly Mountain <laughs> Venom, Dew. Venom, Venom. <laughs> I'm down Which with... I really like that song still. <laughs> Venom, Venom. Yeah, Venom, Venom, Venom. So, so uh, but you know what? I, you said Stan culture, and I gotta say, I really do, I really do hate this, uh, let Disney have everything, let my universe is all together, or, uh, Sony needs to do that, uh, uh, that sucks, that sucks that we're, we're like, putting on, uh, jerseys to root for capitalism. Yeah, it's very strange. That sucks. But it's almost like people are just, and I say people like a general colloquialism, I'm not, you know, it's not like everybody, Obviously. I'm not that guy, you know. Uh, but it's 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 just like overwhelmingly like like temper tantrums at a toy store, you mm. know. Like you go on Twitter and it's like the toy aisle at Target, you know. And there's just mm. a and I'm not saying that everyone's not entitled to their opinion, but I guess I'm just tired of hearing it. Well, that and the t- but the temper tantrum thing, eh, I mean the thing that really bothers me is. What are you gonna do about it besides take your ass to them Sony movies and watch that right. Spider-Man? You're gonna watch whatever spider crap they put in front of your face, dude. And, 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 and you, the only way we boycott it is if it's bad. So obviously, and, and this this is also my thing. Please, please, please. please I just need to say this. Sure. Please stop pretending that Kevin Feige made up some damn special sauce for making a great superhero movie. All he did, this is the sauce. I'm giving it away for free, guys. Read the comics. Take your time developing the characters. Pick and choose across 75 years sometimes of continuity. Pick the best parts. Put them together in a row. Decide how much can be in one movie and how much needs to be spread across multiple movies. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, and don't make characters who don't kill kill everybody and don't make characters who definitely don't kill kill people that's it you're welcome and this whole this whole fake secret sauce you know what thousand island dressing is hot sauce and some extracurricular bullcrap and mayo deal with it you know what i mean like this concept that it's so unheard of what feige was able to bring to these characters they just respected them and respected their lore for the first time ever that's it Kevin Feige is a genius, but a genius is a person who hits a target that other, nobody else could see. Okay, I I'd have to put him lower than that. He was a he hit the he hit a target. Everybody can see that target. People like you and I have been seeing the target that is comic book movies since the eighties at least, late right. late eighties. So for so he hit a target that was clearly there, but he hit a bullseye, and then he hit another one, and then he hit another one. And that makes him a brilliant person, a great uh, movie-producing athlete, 
but I, I, I can't call him the greatest super guy of all time because it, I think the target was there. Now, obviously, people can argue with that. All I'm saying is, yes, Sony didn't have a Kevin Feige, but every company could have some semblance of a Kevin Feige if they had the vision to hire them. And maybe that's where Disney is getting over. Here's what, what I will say, actually, in defense of Kevin Feige. I think it's a little more difficult than, like, he hit a target because he could do three things. Because the reality is, you're right. You do have to pick and choose your moments. You have to adapt certain things. There are certainly characters that, in those MCU movies, that don't even closely resemble their comic book counterparts. Mm -hmm. But the spirit of certain things are there and not. It's a hard line to know what works for the comic book and what doesn't. And I think... Like, to take away that the guy not only gets, like, oh, I know, like, what you can adapt and what you can't. And he did it successfully from mild to major 23 times. Like, you can't sleep on that. Okay, I I definitely get that. But I also know with almost no promotional support and with, frankly, inferior minds at every turn, Blade made several hundred million dollars in 1997. And it was an awful character that comic books don't at me. It's awful. And somebody came along, David S. Goyer, the much maligned, stupid doofus everybody hates, came along and took Blade for being a dude who could sense supernatural activity and had to blink a lot when the sun came out to what we have as Blade. I get it, but... That to and that had no fight. No fight. He was but around. You're, you're fueling my point, though. Of like, you're right. It has happened. There were great superhero movies before, but Goyer didn't. He couldn't even get like another successful property up and running. In fact, it was when they finally gave him the keys to the kingdom. Like, all right, well, you know what you're doing, right? And he just shat the bed with the blade three. Yes. Yeah. And almost like. Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree with that. I'm not saying Feige isn't that dude. I'm just saying, it be, to me, it would be different if Feige wrote and directed all these movies. If Feige wrote and directed all these movies, instead of instead of get, grabbing the proper teams to go with a corporate mandate of PG-13, mm-hmm. funny, mm-hmm. big actors, or actors who are literally this person and we'll spare no expense to get the right person. And we'll even... Uh, the thing I do think is interesting is thinking outside the box in certain casting. Obviously, fighting hard for Robert Downey Jr. Fighting hard for uh, Tom Hiddleston and and, uh, and and unknown Chris Hemsworth at the time. These are brilliant moves that I f- think, frankly, are like Feige down to the casting people, down to the people who prep the actors and prep them up what to say at junkets and stuff. All that is top, 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 top notch. And I doubt if Sony or anybody could compete with that right now. But as far as developing Spider-Man IP, there's been so many misfires that right now, I think, as long as you don't make him do a jazz dance, long as you don't make him eat cookies, long as you don't make him too damn cool and do a bunch of skate tricks, and long as you don't put Paul Giamatti in a big CGI suit, or, or Jamie Foxx in a, in a blue, looking like Mr. Freeze-ass electro costume, You'll make seven hundred million dollars. Easy peasy, one two three easy. I think every what time you, you meant do to it. say was as long as Aviarid is not anywhere close right, to your right. Spider Verse, right. you're fine. But I mean, like, I I don't know. Again, I mean, as far as making seven hundred million dollars to a billion dollars, that's going to happen unless you literally the character, you know, unless you decide to make it interesting, like do Spider Gwen. Then yeah, I guess you'd fail. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> because I mean, people are such dorks. Right. Not because it's I not a great comic. I don't comic think the, great, gar- the Garfields, know. the first 
Garfield Spider-Man did fairly well. Yeah. If people remember that second one because it was so bad and right. it tanked because it was so bad. Well, it's the Batman and Robin, uh, Batman Forever situation. Right. You get linked up together because you went to school together. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like, look, I'm not a fan of either of those movies, but to say that, like, the first Amazing Spider-Man was, like, a disaster, uh, at least box office, is stupid because it obviously did well enough that they made another one and you could be like, well, of course they're going to make another one. It's like, well, they didn't make a Sinister Six. They didn't make Amazing Spider-Man 3. Like, they knew it was over. So, my point being is that, like, I still think, you know, that people, if you were to... Uh, and I'm not saying I want this. I'm just right. saying if I'm running the studio, I'm like, well... Let's see. I could put out another Spider-Man, a reboot. My Venom did great. My Spider-Verse did great. I think you mean your Venom. <laughs> my Venom. <laughs> my Venom did fine. Like, and do you think they give a, a crap whether or not critics like Venom or not? No, because no. It, you suckers all went out and watched it twice in theaters. Uh, well, as uh, Ed Greer famously said, uh, all the Mountain Dew drinkers went out and watched it right? anyway. <laughs> uh, same, like, Spider-Verse, it's like... I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm, you know, like a soothsayer, like I knew all this was going to happen. But I did say when Venom came out and it was successful, I was like, I wonder if this is going to give Sony some confidence that maybe they don't need to be a part of the MCU. Did you, you did say that. Yeah. You did say that. I remember you saying that. And that was, I, I felt like it was, what? At the time. But it's like, obviously, it's not what. It's what? It's but, but that's that's my point. I guess if I, if like it seems like I'm going around in a circle. That's my point is because I think a lot of people have been thinking in terms of, but wait, he's in Avengers and those movies. Everyone loves those movies and yada yada yada. And he's part of the MCU. He's part of this big story and the Avengers. And yada, 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 yada. do you think anyone in a boardroom cares about that? Right. You know what they do care about that Venom is in the black. That right. Spider-Verse is in the black, and they got an Oscar for it. So why should I give 50% when, you know, friggin' Don Corleone rolls up, and it's like, by right. the way, you want my protection? Now it's 50. I'll right. be like, no. Right. Right. I mean, especially when you've already fought off a couple of people who have tried to take your, um, you know, your business. Right. You've already fought them off by yourself. And, and again, that has... Nothing to do with the creative. It has everything to do with the money. I saw this Twitter thread the other day. Made me want to pull my hair out. This is another one of these, like, stan culture things that I think is so stupid. It's like, y'all slept on Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I'm like, I, I don't think you can call a successful, a box office success that won the best animated film Oscar sleeping on it. Like, right. stop right. Just right, but but and the thing that really made me mad, and I I have to say this, okay. I, I don't, I don't, we don't, I, I don't want to get super serious on here, but no, 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 that somebody in the thread was like, well, what she's saying is, it's because he was uh, a black character, and I'm just like, number one, they hedged their bets, super cool, by having the whitest white white Peter white, white, white Spider Man's <laughs> right. in there. Okay, that's so that's that's number one. Shut up with that, and number two, it it was because it was animated. And I have no doubt that there were certain people who would call you a soy boy and 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 and, and, and identify as a proud boy themselves who didn't want to see no Negro Spider-Man. I'm, I, there's probably thousands of them. 
but that movie made almost a billion dollars as an animated movie, knowing damn well most people in America think animation means dumb for babies. Right. You know what I mean? Unless it has a Pixar logo on it, most adults, and even those adults who think Pixar is okay, they're only taking it because their they're goofy kids like it, and because right. Disney got into their brain while it was still soft, or got into their skull while it was still soft. You know what I mean? Like that's the only reason why you give a damn about Toy Story eighteen and stuff. If you're if you're a rational human being and you're caring what the hell happened with Toy Story four, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's just like again, it's part of this like, okay, maybe no one you know is talking about it. Maybe your friends didn't go see it. Maybe it didn't earn two billion dollars. Like, uh, you well, know. it's that billion though. That's the thing that's really making me mad is that somehow. This beautiful gem of a movie, animated movie, with, frankly, a black lead, mm-hmm. didn't make a billion dollars. Okay. So that proves that our society is broken? That's stupid. That's the right. stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Right. I Look, I'm with you, 100%. But that's where I'm saying the stand culture comes in, and then it's like you lose all sense of, like, the reality of the situation. Like, do you think anyone that is a pencil pusher at Sony was disappointed with Into the Spider-Verse, I promise you they weren't. Right, and also, given the fact that this is this proof of concept, do you really think the next time they bring out a Spider-Verse movie, as long as they're not too ambitious, and I hate to say this, but as long as they're not, as long as the very next one, if the very next one is that all-female Spider-Man thing, I don't know that that's the move. I do think that we're a little bit behind the times, and I don't know that that goes all the way well. If it's a soft pilot from, you know what I mean, from uh, uh, Gwen helping Spider-Man do some stuff, and then she gets, her next adventure is her bouncing off after basically saving Spider-Man in his own adventure. She's thrown into the multiverse and has to meet up with Silk and, and, uh, you know, Spider-Woman to have their own adventure. Then I think that movie makes a billion dollars because it's the third one. We don't want to see the same thing over again, da-da-da. But I, I... I think the safest move for Sony is to do something very similar to Spider-Verse first before they do the all-female Spider-Boot. But again, hopefully I'm wrong because I never thought they would do Miles Morales on screen. I never thought they would spend three years making it, and I never thought they'd spend three years making it that well. Spending that amount of extra money and stuff, too, it costs more to do it in that sort of uh, animating on the one and the three or the two and the four you know, type right. of animation style. It costs more to do that, and they still put the money on it. That is very heartening. You want to talk about, uh, again, you want to say some soft racism crap. They spent more money than they than they needed to making a movie look better than had a black lead, and the movie almost made a billion dollars as an animated. If that's not good enough for you, man, I don't know, man. I, I, I really don't know. And I mean, I, you know, just... I'll never be an apologist for these people. I'll no. never be an apologist for these people, but I refuse to not acknowledge when somebody does something great. People of color, people of whatever did something great in that movie and I refuse to have it not acknowledged or, or act like it's a failure because it didn't make a billion dollars like Tom Holland's uh, white butt did and I do say white butt because uh, boy you seen those photos <laughs> wait what <laughs> those ones that showed like they'll show the Captain Marvel in a sideways pose and Tom Holland in a sideways pose and Tom Holland has more ass than Captain Marvel ever treated about happening. He, he is it's very, hilarious. very It's hilarious. Well, he's a dancer. She flies everywhere. She doesn't have to do squats. <laughs> She's just flying around in space. I mean, the other thing, too, is, like, I don't know the future of Tom Holland. Uh, I don't... I 
I'm guessing no one listening to this has actually thumbed through Tom Holland's Marvel contract. Right. I have no idea if he's going to, you know, just like still be Peter Parker. But Is the now, contract with Sony or Disney? That's I, not a I thing. have no idea. Because theoretically, it should be with Sony since they technically own the character and they make the movie. Right. So he should have a. I think they're gonna. This whole con- that's another thing I think is a fallacy. Let's say Sony decided to. Oh my God, this is tight. Let's say Sony decided to make a uh, uh, their own Spider-Man movie, and even hire John Watts to continue mm-hmm. his story. In that story, he's Spider-Man on the run with his identity uh, out there for everybody, and there ain't no other damn Marvel superheroes to help his ass either. I'd rather watch that movie than see Rhodey flying up to Spider-Man talking a bunch of dumb crap. And then that, they, you know, you know what I'm saying? Just like, I'm Rhodey in the Iron Man armor. I'm I'm the iron, kill everything. You need to come with me. I, we've seen that goofy crap. You know what I mean? I would love to see conventional American military and police might going after a genius 15-year-old. I'd love that. I mean, two things. Great. One, that's most likely what what would happen is you get the next movie but there just would be no there'd be no happy or any any like reference to mm-hmm. uh, second of all you just made me think of something because you said Rhodey and I was like man do you think he Rhodey is upset that everyone's like who's going to be the new Iron Man he's like hello I'm pretty much the other Iron Man I mean I, I argued this in movie fights and I think I actually won the point miraculously because, you know, when you're right, you never win. <laughs> but when, when you're convincing, you might win one. But when you're absolutely right in a logical one-to-one fashion, you never win that point. It's been my experience. And I'm just saying, Iron Man, okay, a technologist who spent a lot of time reading books and banging chicks and drinking and laying around in caves could fly this suit to the point where he was good enough to save the world several times. Imagine what a crack pilot would do in that suit. Imagine what somebody who's actually felt a bunch of G's before he got in that suit would do. Imagine the skills he would have that are just innate and gorgeous and beautiful from hours and hours and hours of flight time that Tony Stark could not ever approximate. He would not be fixing time machines and stuff, but he might be the best pilot of that suit and most effective military Iron Man ever. Right. So why not lean into that, as it were? So yeah, trust me, I am I'm all down with Rhodey, and I'm all down with like the new generation of a character not having to actually have all the skills of the previous one, like Batgirl, right? Batgirl, uh, as Barbara Gordon, is a computer genius, kung fu fighter, this, that, and the other. But Cassandra Kane, Batgirl, will beat her damn ass. But that's all she can do. Right. She can't pick lock. She can't detect. She can't this. She can't that. She can hardly even read. She can hardly even talk. When it comes down to beating some ass, she's the one. Rhodey is the beat your ass Iron Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can have all these other smarty smart people do smart crap. But when it comes down to beat some ass, I want to do with 57 pounds of, uh, of C4 in his belt. You know what I'm saying? A big minigun on his shoulder and stuff. I want to do Marshall. So I, the thing that I love about Rhodey is, well, two. I, yes, I love that, like, when he's like, Move out of the way, Sam. You're going to get your wings singed in Infinity mm-hmm. War. And they're just like... <laughs> just 
looking like it's, you know, tropic thunder. Yep. Just all these explosions. <laughs> um, but the thing that, like, I feel like no one really thinks about with Rhodey is the courage of this guy to get in this tin can and he's flying around. He gets paralyzed from the waist down, has to use these terrible uh, leg braces now forever. Mm-hmm. And he still gets back in that damn suit again. Right. I would never, ever, ever get in that suit again. He's like, okay, well, back at it. I'm like, that's freaking cool. Right. Oh, and also, I'm glad Vision's dead. <laughs> because he hurt my roadie. <laughs> now, obviously, Vision's going to be alive. Or, or at least they're going to flash back to when he was alive in that Disney series. Which, okay, Hot Tech Sally coming through. Vision, most useless character of all time. And there's, you know, there's Mick, there's Mr. Mitzi's Pitalik, half of the Legion of Superheroes. There's a lot of terrible people out there, but that dude sucks. He's been a fixture in comics for so long. It's like, I am insane with anger over how crappy the Vision is. And he's super OP, too. He's super OP and sucks. A rare combo. Uh, they call it the Martian Manhunter. <laughs> You're really powerful, but you suck. <laughs> I mean, all you have to do with Martian Manager is just get like a little cigarette lighter and be like, back off. Back off, you immortal, <laughs> omnipotent being. <laughs> but with Vision, at least in the movies, it's like Age of Ultron. This guy, freaking indestructible. Like, mm-hmm. the cream of the crop. Civil War, they turn it down a little bit. Turn it down a little bit. But it's, it's kind of cool that it's like, oh, he's still super powered, but he... You know, he has, like, these human things that he's starting to get that are, like, dis- like distraction. Mm-hmm. I get it. But he's still pretty powerful. Then in Infinity War, it's like, nope, one paper cut, and he is done <laughs> for that entire movie. He never recovers that entire movie. Well, to be fair, he, he doesn't have a robot healing factor. <laughs> it's just, you know, if you stab a spear through the engine block of a Volkswagen, it ain't going to run right. <laughs> You know, so I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you can phase through walls and all these, you know, these incredible, you can burn out the entire internet if you wanted to, but God forbid someone tiptoes behind you and sticks a butter knife in you, like, it is well, over. A cosmic butter knife <laughs> ordained sorry. by Thanos. <laughs> I just, th- I think... Specifically in- for vision killing, also. <laughs> thing was specifically for vision killing i'm t- i'm telling you man like whatever thanos's metal guy who i i because he can destroy cap's shield he's got a robot butter knife like like they are equipped i'm kind of shocked they lost like clearly the better army well it's it's real. it really is funny when um I, one thing i do like about the mcu though they make it very clear that Earth is not the most powerful planet. It is merely that we are finally ready to do godly combat with cosmic entities. Right. We're finally ready to fight them and get beat by them. We're finally ready to get in the ring. Whether we win is like, you know, we're like Glass Joe getting in the ring with Mike Tyson. Yeah, technically you have a chance, but probably not. I love that about our materials. You know, our heroes, our everything is slightly worse than everywhere else. I think that's kind of interesting. Like our, the med- you're only you're only a genius on Earth. Right. The the, the uh, ad- adamantium or rather vibranium is the strongest uh, metal in the world, but we're one world. You know? I hundred hundred bucks says by the way, 
that they we find out that Thanos all his like sword and stuff while it was able, why it was able to cut through it's because it was adamantium. Nice. That's how you bring that in. Like, how could they destroy Cap Shield? Well, it's, it's even stronger than the metal that we had to use because we didn't oh. have the right adamantium. You know what I just then. thought of? What? Did that? Did that? Did that sword disappear when Thanos disappeared? I don't know. I hope it did. I hope it's just a big giant propeller blade just laying around for like, you know, Pink Pym and all those dudes to like look at and check out and stuff. I think that'd be kind of dope. I mean, I'm sure that that's that idea of leaving something behind from a big battle was like the entire crux of Phase Two. Yeah. Of the MCU. That's what I mean. That, I mean, they, it would just go along with their same plan, the damage control, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Freaking, uh, uh, um, uh, Adrian Toomes gets out of prison. <laughs> He's like, all right, I uh, got out of prison recently, and now we're going to start kind of harvesting up these giant propeller blades and, you know, weird uh, headdresses. And That makes me wonder, if Adrian Toomes got the caught up, uh, the vulture, Michael Keaton from Homecoming, uh, for you. Uh, pleads out there. Uh, if Michael Keaton's character, uh, Adrian Toomes, the vulture for you, pleads out there, got snapped <laughs> and uh, got blipped back five years later, does that still count towards a sentence, or is it like resuming from the day he get they get blipped back? Well, what they we're, we're talking about blip scenarios. I still don't understand. Why that old ass kid got to go with the far from home kids on that trip? If he indeed aged five years, a why is he? If you knew him in high school, and five years have passed, he should be in college somewhere. Was he like a TA? I didn't get that. If he is a TA, it's utterly horrible and horrifying that he's hitting on Zendaya. Oh, I took it as like he was like way, way, way younger than them, but he because of the blip he like caught up in age to them uh okay well wait i don't know why, well, why do they know this sub middle schooler even then they used they were like freshmen or sophomores at most in high school so how many five years younger than you kids did you know when you were in high school i didn't know that many i know but you have to you have to think they come back and it's like having you know a handful of new classmates they get to know them over time it's like oh that was you i think i I probably saw you once or twice. I, I think you're overthinking. <laughs> okay, so no, I'm trying to think. Okay, if I I am 14 years old, I am a freshman in, in high school. I know a child who is a child as well as I am. But you, why are you saying? Past. Why are you saying that they have to know him before that? Because they did. The, the, the movie posits that the dude used to be a little punk. And now he's super sexy and other girls want him, which would posit that when they knew him before they got blipped, they saw him as a little dork they would never give a chance. And now that he's unblipped, he's a superstar. The, the people know that he's super big. They know that he used to be little and that he's super big now. Otherwise, they would just say, oh, look at the new hot kid in class, instead of look at how much he's changed. This is a real Sierra Mist conversation. <laughs> Andy, okay, fine, fine. I guess I guess I'm I hear just a you. Dumbass. I hear you, Cinema Sin, but I don't know what to tell you. You just have to take I'm it on somebody need to call the the, the the statutory police on this dude who's still hitting on Zendaya. Zendaya ain't even got a grown woman body yet, and then this fool is hitting on her all across the ocean. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to help you. Yeah. I I wish I could. 
I, I want to follow you down this road. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to go down a freaking rabbit hole. I'm just saying, you know. But, okay, fine. And <laughs> Home Alone. Uh, home Alone. <laughs> Spider-Man, so Home Kevin Alone. So, Kevin McAllister. <laughs> so, Kevin McAllister's uncle gets killed. Then these dudes try to break in his house. He whips up a bunch of stuff to trap him. Goes, hmm, I think I can catch people. Kind of like a spider. And then he, he's this new Spider-Man who doesn't have any powers or weapons. He just sort of webs people up. I'm also going to make a prediction because I just, I don't know why. And I, this actually has nothing to do with the MCU and Sony parting ways. But I thought even even so, I think that Spider-Man 3, which is going to happen whether it's in the MCU or not. I don't think it was ever going to have home still in the title. I think... I think it was going to irritate people. So I don't know why. I just always in my mind, people are like, oh, it's going to be Spider-Man Home Alone. Spider-Man Homeward Bound. I was like, no, it's going to be like Spider-Man Spear of Destiny. And it's going to drive you nuts when you wind up all three Blu-rays on your shelf. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like something that they would do and everyone would bitch about for three months before the movie came out, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I... Yeah, well, it's like when they were bitching about um, Wreck It, Wreck It Ralph, uh, Ralph smacks up the internet or right. something. What, Ralph breaks the breaks internet. Breaks the internet? What'd you, what, what'd you say? Wrecks the internet? It's like, but you know, what? I have some of those. You know, you just think you figured out something. It's sure. like, okay, you are smarter than a giant marketing department that's all making more than you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they're all making way more than you. Whatever you do, and there's bunches of them. But you're smarter than all of them. That that makes sense, and it kind of that's our business because sometimes I do feel that way. But a lot of times, like it's like this part of this conversation: are we aren't smarter than the people who are mad no. at Sony and Disney? I want to make that perfectly clear: we are not smarter than those. People. I have no inside info. I have no like. I don't have a business degree, despite what my nickname would would suggest. <laughs> I'm just saying. I that's why I keep prefacing everything I've said with. If I ran Sony, here's mm-hmm. how I would see it. All right. All right. Uh, what, what's a good counter deal? Like, it, we're not businessmen. Sure. But let's just sit down and think. If you, if, if we had a deal for 5% right now, mm-hmm. and you came to me and you're like 50, and I'd be like, my dude, uh, maybe 20. Right. That's what I would throw back first. Right. And, okay. And what do you think is fair after you do all the negotiations? Me personally, if I'm Sony... The one thing I got to say is I, if I'm getting 95%, if, if let's call it 65%, if I get 65% and distribution rights and I get 50% of the say and how stuff goes, but I still have the Marvel brain trust, I got to think if I can do, if I can do that deal and keep it basically that for three more movies, I'll have made enough money for me to not be looking like a fool who got got. You know, I'm not going to look like the, the person who gave uh, uh, Manhattan to the white man for 15 beads. You know what I mean? I'm not going to look like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so, you know what I mean? Oh, totally. <laughs> you know, what I mean? you know <laughs> typical white man <laughs> Manhattan Louisiana purchase scenario. <laughs> what you doing? It comes up in business all the time. <laughs> <laughs> What's an apocryphal example of a horrible deal? <laughs> I, here's what I think, though. Uh, it just seems like if Sony 
has the rights and they're funding the movie and they're making the movie and you're you're basically giving 5% to Marvel for be like hey can we just say that we're part of your thing too it's, sure you're paying 5% for the rub essentially mm, right. you can't tell me that the rub is worth 50% well but that but that's also the thing though i think marvel I'm almost coming around to stupid Disney side, which is not the purpose of this conversation. I didn't want this to happen. I'm trying to get down with the Sony gang. But <laughs> you're already initiated, man. You, I saw you jump someone. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 come to, I come to SJU, and I'm missing one of my fingers because I did some Yakuza stuff to, to, put, to get me in. But I, I just really think what's messed up about it is if I'm Disney, this is why I think it's a bad deal for me. You know damn well that more than half of the creative direction of these movies comes from us. Again, that's like behind closed doors things that I truly don't know. I mean, I'm sure Feige like probably has some like say in like how it should go, how it should fit into everything, blah, 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 blah. But that's why like I truly don't know and I really wonder like are there any metrics because it's no coincidence to me that Spider-Man Far From Home is the first Spider-Man movie to ever cross the billion dollar mark mm-hmm. hot off the heels of Avengers Endgame. But is there a way to prove that correlation? Because mm. really that's that's what Disney I think is really saying like we proved our value. We took your Spider-Man movie past a billion because of our movie. Mm. But it's like is there a is there a tangible way to prove that? That I don't know. I'm sure there is like some super secret algorithm that they have access to, like some crazy software that they know that they can calculate X amount of people saw Endgame, thus, you know, XYZ amount of people wouldn't have seen Far From Home if not from Endgame, yada, yada, yada. But Disney's basically banking on the fact that, like, yeah, the only reason your movie made a ton of money was because of our movie made a ton of money. Well, that, but uh, again, but my my thing is, I I just I I have I, Amy Pascal or whoever the hell she's a, she's a brilliant producer, brilliant. Right. There ain't no damn way though that Far From Home is written that way, or rather, excuse me, um, Homecoming is written that way, without the input of how they did him in in, in um Civil War. I just everything. I'm, the first conception of him was not a Sony thing. I, I, I don't think that Sony showed up with the Russo brothers and stuff and Feige and stuff and sat in a trailer with with uh, Marcus and McFeely and, and, and worked on this Spider-Man character that shows up in in, uh, in Civil War that is then transposed into Far From Home and, and Homecoming. I, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Marvel's conception of the character is superior in every way in the live action realm to the Sony one. That's a fact. So I just think that it's kind of, it kind of gets to that thing where you're like, uh, you're, you're, you're writing with a partner and the partner goes, well, I come up with all the ideas, but you do all the drafts. Well, you can, I guess the lesson is you can over inflate the nuts and bolts of doing something. Right. If you didn't have access to the thing, which is what Sony's probably arguing. Sony's arguing, okay, you did great, buddy. I gave you a sandbox and you built, I gave you back access to your sandbox, let's, let's be real. I gave you access to your character and you moved the, the marionette well. Good job. But I still own the character. 
but they also paid for it. Like, Sony makes those movies. Right. That's true. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you came at me with from 5 to 50, I'm saying 15 to 20. And and let's talk about what that actually means. Where I think it could settle, maybe 25% Disney, 75% Sony. And I feel like you could walk away feeling okay with that. Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm taking you to CVS because I need to stop and get something and then I'll take you home. No, oh, awesome. Um, so everyone knows where we're going now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They'll be waiting for us with bats and sticks to CV- at CVS. Somehow they, they've uh, went back in time to the time of this recording. <laughs> but yeah, ultimately, I get it. I, I Look, I truly am bummed if that means that the future Spider-Man properties no longer tie into this big world because I, like many people on this planet, have bought into the soap opera that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And Spider-Man, like I said, Spider-Man Far From Home is my favorite Spider-Man movie ever now. Uh, mine too. Um, so to have it like be like, okay, but moving forward, that doesn't matter. I don't know. Like That bums me out a lot. But as an adult who can put my my feelings aside, I get it. I totally get but it. Also, also, I gotta I gotta think that Sony, through their video games and their other prop, their other things that they make from televisions to damn the color blue or whatever, they. What's interesting about them is I doubt that they're that anybody in that brain trust is so arrogant and stupid. As to not understand that uh, this person playing the character is important, I, I would I would really think that they nobody would look at the cliffhanger ending of Far From Home and then go, "I'm Sony, I can do that, I could I could finish up that story, or I can abandon that story for no reason, the one that made a billion dollars, mm-hmm. abandon that story for no reason, and start over with a new one thing I with a new Uncle Ben dying or something, and I don't think that they would do that. I think that is a thing that nobody would do. As far as hot takes on the internet, that was one thing I saw today that was really disheartening. It's, it's just like a bunch completely of, reboot? Yeah, it was just a bunch of dumbass jokes about like, oh, this is this is uh, Tony Stark in heaven uh, having sacrificed himself for nothing because Spider-Man's gone. You know what I'm saying? Or this is Uncle Ben getting ready to get killed for the uh, 57th time in the new reboot that they do. I, I think that that part is over because Marvel proved that you don't need it. You know what I mean? So sure. anything that Marvel, Marvel proved you don't need isn't going to be in these new movies, no matter how stupid, quote-unquote, Sony is. You know what I mean? Sure. So that that part, to me, a lot of the heavy lifting of how do you do this character is has already been done. But again, as we both know, it would be better for everybody involved if everybody gets an equal or a, a, a commensurate with their what they put in stake in these things and we get another six movies total with with him doing it maybe two more movies and then and then maybe four more interconnected tales with the rest of the uh, mcu that would be ideal i just think personally creatively is, but these people aren't thinking right. creatively as yeah, right about. i think personally that this is not over i think this i don't is, think so either i think this is like public negotiation or maybe it was never even meant to like spill out the way it did 
Uh, actually, I know. I think Feige said it's like BuzzFeed News or something. Oh, but also one thing I gotta say: that stupid conversation you were talking about about Spider Verse made this money, and if they people didn't like it because they the people don't like who's in it. Bloody blue! All of that talk happened like a day or two ago, right? And then this story pops up. It's like, hmm. So Twitter gets primed for an argument about. Who's Spider-Man? Like, somebody's Spider-Man is just as good as somebody else's Spider-Man. And right. all that jazz just happens to drop a couple days before this news comes out. I don't want to be a C-O-N-spiracy theorist. But come on, dude. I, I hadn't heard a peep about Spider-Verse until two days ago. Right. And all of a sudden, all this damn news comes out of nowhere. It's like, come on, man. Your Illuminati is showing, man. Come on. I mean, I guess if Feige comes out tomorrow and says, like, they're the exclusive sponsor of Popeye's chicken sandwich. Dude! <laughs> he trumped up all this business. He leaves Marvel and Alerts to go manage the, the chicken sandwich, which right. is better than Spider-Man, <laughs> according to some people. <laughs> Spider-Man ain't got nothing on this sandwich. I just think that, ultimately, personally, I think this will be like the James Gunn Guardians of the Galaxy thing, where it's all we'll talk about for, you know, a couple months, and then, like five, six, seven months from now, mm-hmm. it will be like, never mind, everything's back. We're good. Right, because that's another thing. Ain't no damn Spider-Man movie coming out for another two to three years, dummy. Right. So you think they're not going to work this out in that time? And and all, all they got to do is make more content that they can share the proceeds of until the proceeds match up to the 95, 5%. Like, oh, also, we're going to get in with you on this other project. You know what I'm saying? We can share that, too. And we get more of that one. You get more of that one than this one. They'll they'll do something to scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, amongst all these characters. Because, like, again, without Marvel support, Morbius will fail. Sony gang, I'm a new member of your gang. I got to tell you. I got to inform you. If you do a goofy-ass Morbius movie with stupid Rascal Flats, Jared Leto, you will fail. That is garbage dude there's no way to make that work i'm gonna go on record for that with that hot take that sucks goofy goofy techno vampire with no spider-man in it no thanks i think they're overestimating or not overestimating but i think they're misunderstanding why people went and saw venom it was like right people love the ip of venom right nobody knows who morbius right And, and venom works as great ip on his own because people go Spider-Man used to be this guy. Right. Then this other guy got it. And he's different and better than Spider-Man. He's meaner. He kills. That's part of So it, it, Venom's popularity is directly in relation to Spider-Man, no matter what they think. You know what I mean? Right. And all the Mountain Doers were just like, okay, I'm not going to wait for this merger to go through to watch a, a Venom that's sanctioned by Spider-Man. I'll watch this weird Tom Hardy 15 accents Venom. I'll watch this. What does it matter to me? And I think that's where Disney maybe may have overstepped of like, these people don't know jack about the characters or, or don't care when we do inconsistent stuff. You know what I mean? We overestimated how much people would care about an inconsistent characterization or a lore that doesn't quite fit together. I overestimated the intelligence of people in this parking lot. There's about 15 these, idiots right now. These mother scrubbers are, yeah, not... Uh, doing right. I, I can see you eagle-eyeing like, is Billy going to hit this car? No, no. I mean, you're, you're doing fine. I think you got sensors in here that'll beep and boop. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Right. But yeah, so that's, that's that. That's that. I 
conveniently, th- th- we've right. dovetailed around to your, your initial point, which I agreed with. So I hope they liked all that filler in the middle. TLDR, you don't know business. So stop whining. <laughs> yeah, basically. All right, see you later.